1: Welcome to episode 182 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn, and today we're we're speaking on the lay of the land across social media platforms. Well well while you might think we're about to talk about Carson Wentz. There are other conversations that are being had across the timelines. And obviously, it's draft season. We're here trying to make sense of things, trying to figure out, is Carson going? What the hell is Howie doing? What What does this Eagles team look like in uh, 2021? But one question that still remains, besides the Wentz talk, is who do who do the eagles draft at number 6. And there's a lot of options, guys. There's a there's a lot of options. There is the draft of wide receiver crowd. There is potentially draft the quarterback crowd. And then there's this faction of eagles fans across social media which seems to be growing by by the week, by the month. And uh it, it's for a Philly native by the name of Kyle pitts
0: surprise motherfucker
1: cow Pitts at number six uh it's a conversation that needs to be had uh, what we like to do on this podcast from time to time is look at the timeline figuring out what the fan base is talking about and have an open discussion um you know evan it's not the before we get into him but uh it's not this not the sexiest idea to some um, but does this, this saying Kyle Pitts at six do something for you?
2: Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, It, make, it makes the, the thought of having Kyle Pitts involved in this offense makes it wiggle a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> um, I'm thinking about all of the holes that we uh, are going into this season with. Uh, it's no question. It's something we've talked about time and time again is that this we're not one player away with this team right now. And Kyle Pitts is a guy who seems to be an absolute mismatch nightmare for teams. This dude, he's 6'6, 246. He's he's built like a brick shithouse, Gail. He's got the Philadelphia connection. So he knows the lay of the land here in Philadelphia. Um, And he is exactly what the type of like prototypical player you would want down in the red zone. Do I think he can make the Eagles' offense uh, better day one? Yeah, I do. Do I think that uh, Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard moving forward without Zach Ertz involved in the offense? Do I think that could work? Absolutely. Um, but the real question I stand at is, are we putting all of our chips into the center of the table when we take Kyle uh, Kyle Pitts at six? Is he good enough to to take that risk to, when we have so many holes to fill to go after a tight end at the sixth overall pick, I don't know, and that's the conversation that we need to have today, Gail, because uh, the, it's been heating up on the timeline. It certainly has.
1: You know, like some 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 people will say, you know, well, Gail, how do you feel about a uh, Kyle Pitts at number number six? And then I'm like, did um did Jamar Chase die? Um, <laughs> because uh, if if I'm gonna think about adding a weapon, uh, a guy who's uh, been a dynamic threat and ke- murdered the SEC. You know, I, I I think of you know Jamar Chase and what he brings to the table. Uh, some people are on Devonta Smith's train, a uh, little bit of an older prospect, probably be twenty three by midseason. season. Um, and then you look at a younger younger Chase, and you are like, those are two dynamic dynamic play players. That w- you, you ask yourself, when was the last time the Eagles had a a thousand yard wide receiver? And, and you start thinking about um, those guys, and then. For another guy who's dominated in the SEC, a guy like Kyle Pitts, his game is – he's got freaky traits. Um, you know, when the ball is up in the 50-50, specialist, hybrid, wide receiver, tight end, kind of fits the new mold of what, you know, offenses are looking for in their uh, tight ends. Um, you talk about Nick Sirianni, what he likes to do with his offense. Mm-hmm. Talked about it in some of his pressers about – Matchups. Uh this guy is a matchup nightmare. When you say matchup nightmare, he's probably the definition of that guy. Like that whole hybrid thing where you can I mean, even if you even go back to the Super Bowl and, and watching the stuff they we that they would do with Zach Ertz and they would split him out wide and you know, put defenses in fits. And you, you have Dallas Goddard on the other end and You you know, like, pick your poison. Um, And and that's something – a guy who can get you yak, he can get you uh, the jump ball, he can get you – He's got soft hands, man. Make the catches. Uh, You're talking about a a finalist for the Belindikov. He's at a tight end. So he's the the whole hybrid role is interesting. I just feel like if you can get Kyle Pitts and potentially trade back – people this is where i stand um not stand but i stand like i stand for that that back scenario and and i get me another piece and i get a kyle pitts and his offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. is now our qp coach so isn't it
2: interesting how that works
1: out so i mean you're talking about potentially the whole idea of Building around a quarterback and Jalen Hurts, if that's the guy. Yeah, uh, doesn't the look deck. like it's
2: going to be number 11. <laughs> yeah.
1: But if, I mean, this leads to another conversation of Q, QB at six, or or just like that area of the draft, if a quarterback slips, that is potential trade-up uh, area. And if you yeah. can stay in the top 10 and still come away with the Kyle Pitts Let's talk guys, but like yeah. at, at, at six, you know, I just feel like there's other uh, I don't believe Howie mm-hmm. Roseman is good enough To be passing on alphas when they're they're staring you in the face, but if that alpha That I, I talked about chase is gone And you feel like you want to get value and you could potentially get a certain or a, a, Another cornerback and, and Farley or and move down or a, a JC horn a little bit later. Like if they feel like you're getting a starting number two, um, you know, corner that, that could be a thing. But again, the whole conversation today is about Kyle pits.
2: So, uh, you brought up the term alpha and I think that that is pretty much a perfect way to describe Kyle pits. Let me just, take you uh, for for the for the listeners that don't know everything about Kyle Pitts just let's just break him down a little bit this past season he ended the year with 43 receptions uh 770 yards and 12 touchdowns the first game of the year versus uh Ole Miss how about eight catches for 170 and four tutties four touchdowns Gail Um that 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 doesn't happen every game. (laughs) That that you need to be an elite type of player to pull something like that off. Kind of filthy. It's kind of filthy. He also later in the year versus Kentucky had a three touchdown game, uh, with another ninety-nine yard yards receiving. So he is clearly a guy that can pop off in a game. He can completely take the game into his own hands. Um, but the fact remains is that is what you said. We don't know if we're going to be moving forward here with Jalen Hurts, right? So with, I'm not sure if the front office is completely convinced that he's the guy. It certainly seems uh, at this point where we stand right now, February 17th, that Carson Wentz isn't going to be our guy moving forward. So we're going to have to choose between either A, Jalen Hurts, or B, drafting a guy this year. So if we're if we're leaning towards drafting a guy this year, this is throwing a monkey wrench in the whole offensive alpha conversation as far as going out and getting an explosive receiver.
1: You know, like, I, I, but I, I, you know, I just look at what Pitts brings to the table and it's, it's, he's has dominant traits. Like yeah. he's got, you're talking about rebuilding, uh, you know, an offensive attack to make it scary again. Um, like, Zach Ertz, he's never been yackert. Uh But, in terms of, like, dominant at the catch point, um, make you think twice when Kyle Pitts is wherever he's on the field, down by the goal line, you're like, okay. Um, and then you have Dallas Goddard on the other side, just like, chilling, like, hey, I'm still here, guys. Right. For a quarterback, a tight end is usually their best friend. And I feel like, Kyle Pitts gives, I mean, he gives he gives this offense a crazy advantage in the seams. Uh, he can get downfield. I'm not going to say he's he's super speedy. I mean, he's 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 at super speedy and athletic for a tight end, right? But I mean, again, at the end of the day, like he's he's bodying out like top
2: cornerbacks that are going in in this draft. He's, like he's, he's- effective. He's an absolute red zone nightmare, and that's exactly what this Eagles team could use. And just the thought of having him down there in the red zone, like I totally think that Kyle Pitts, uh, based off of uh, his skill set and based off of the stats that he was able to produce in college, I think he's totally a guy that could draw a double team down a red zone situations. So like if you just think about having that on the field, that's one that's just opening up the field for everybody else. You got to think about like all of our other offensive weapons. If if Kyle Pitts is getting double teamed, then maybe Jalen Rager is is wide open. Any one of our other wide receivers. It's all of the focus goes on you towards the alphas in the offense when you're down there about the score. So uh, I think he could totally open the offense up.
1: And you think about that Florida offense. You you just mentioned Jalen Rager, but he he had a player who was had some you know similar. Dynamic traits as like uh, Just jack of all trades in college uh, Kadarius Tony mm-hmm. And the way that they were like Eating defenses alive Just like it's kind of pick your poison guy Who's killing you in the seams Killing you on the red zone Then you have Kadarius Tony who's can take screens to the house Take runs out of the backfield Like they just had a lot of trickery going on And I, I feel like that's That's what having uh, A mismatch is and, and how important that is. It is an important thing. I mean, 12 personnel is a thing with Sirianni. And I'm thinking right. something that uh, with the Colts, they were effective with it. But I think as much as they like to speak on the mismatches, like that is who Kyle Pitts is. And now for you, like, people on the timeline who are calling <clears throat> Kyle Pitts a unicorn. And like, he's like, I mean, is he Calvin Johnson? Uh, you know like well, Pump the you know, brakes there guy. I, I mean <laughs> I feel like
2: I don't think you have The facilities for that Big man
1: Johnson <laughs> that was, was uh, That's a Hall of Fame Kind of dude But I, I think He does have traits To be drafted In the top 10 um, If you're looking at A guy like Hawkinson who went In the top 10 But you're looking at Vernon You know You're looking at guys Like Vernon Davis That were drafted high Yeah um, but I could I could go back and look at guys like everyone's like, oh well, who you know, who 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 could his game be like? And and people will instantly say, like, oh, he, he could be a, a Darren Waller. But where was Darren, Darren Waller drafted? You know what, I believe like the sixth round by the Ravens, day three. Uh you look at guys like Kittle, you know, drafted late. Uh Travis Kelsey, drafted third round, like Gronkowski. What drafted what second round
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um i mean the whole idea of is it i mean and this is where i come to terms with like the whole idea of is not to reach for talent when you know they could potentially be had a little bit later i don't think he's going to be i you know him falling out of the top 10 would be interesting Mm Mm-hmm but i just seeing him on, on other teams i'm like oof I'd, I'd hate to have to see him on some other teams but i i,
2: I completely agree and I, I i look at the Dallas Cowboys sitting there at number 10 and that is exactly why i say that you know i, I don't think the eagles can tr- if we're eyeing up Kyle Pitts and we want to move back in order to get him i don't think we can go beyond 9 at that point you don't you don't want to give the Dallas Cowboys another opportunity <laughs> yeah. to uh, take the guy that we're eyeing up And you just you brought it up prior to the show just about how explosive their offense could be. Um, Yeah, I know that they have a, you know, a a shitty offensive line. They need to work on it there. But just their wide receivers paired together with Kyle Pitts, they could be highly, highly explosive in the coming year. So uh, that's one thing I do. not That's one team I don't want to see him fall to. But like I'm curious just. What what do you think is the expected kind of return that you would get? Say if we were to move from like a six to a nine, to move back and get fits. Um, what do, do you think? Like a a second round pick. I think I'm thinking second
1: round big. pick and, and some change, and or maybe a pick from, um, you know, 2022. Um, and maybe again, like if if we're playing the the role of uh, trying to get some players, you can move down and acquire some players too bet, that yeah. are that fit and that, that are that are cost effective mm-hmm. um that's that's something that they can look into but again i just feel like uh you know i i to be to be transparent i don't have have any faith in uh howard roseman um i do i do think it's it's hard to miss on a player this high like, I feel like the guys up here are going to be contributors and you're going to get a guy. So I feel good about that part. But as we go deeper into the draft, do I trust him? Like, his track record is awful, man. Like, and it's, and it's absurd that uh, we're still sitting here with Howie Roseman with the final say.
2: Yeah, um, it, it it is really disgusting. And he's looking at us right now. I'm like, a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone.
1: I mean, does he really even have uh, the facilities for that big man? <laughs> I don't um, think he
2: does. Yeah, it's it's definitely – and I agree with you. I think that in this – like when you're in the top six, when you're in the top ten like we are, it's really like can't miss territory. Um, I don't think – like if he has his head screwed on correctly that day – uh, there should be a player that falls to him that the answer is obvious, whether it be Jamar Chase, whether it be Kyle Pitts, whether it be Devontae Smith, or any anybody that y- we've been talking about. But like once you get into those later rounds, yeah, I completely agree, Gail. It's it gets a little bit uh, like you're walking on some cracked ice. I, I don't trust Howie Roseman and his assessment of these players.
1: I mean, and then if if, if they did draft Pitts or a Devontae Smith or a uh, Jamar Chase, f- finally a guy in the SEC who's been pretty, you know, guys that are dominating in one of the best uh conferences in uh college. I mean that makes you feel a little bit better. But um mm-hmm. I think I think it's just an opportunity for this team to get better. Like again, um I have no hate about Kyle Pitts's game. I think he he brings some he brings some uh he brings some heat. And I think uh, just where you draft him, I would like to get him a little later if that's possible, and still pick up some change. And if you any way you can get a second rounder and some change to for cheaper talent, there's there's a lot of talent in the in the, in
2: the second round. So that's where the Eagles need to flourish and uh, get cheaper talent. Do you think that there's any like we have predominantly been talking about offensive players uh being taken in the first round. Do you think there's any way that they they shock us and go, and go on the defensive side of the ball? Um that would be interesting.
1: Like I mean, you're talking about like an offense that struggled. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about it was uh when it was it wasn't even basic bitch. It was sh- struggling with my Joe Namath voice struggling it was some Winnie Hutt junior str- shit struggling offense you want to you you have to see you would have to see looking at this like yeah this is an offensive league how can we struggle this bad we've been on they've been on the struggle bus all season long and i feel like offensive minded would be that would be my guess um obviously there are are cb1 stands out there to to mirror Darius Slay, which I don't—that's still nice too. I mean, you know how effective would be a CB two across from Darius Slay, but again, that is another uh, another podcast and another conversation that we will be having. Hopefully, you guys are not uh, killing yourself over this this Wentz news. I know it's tough. Uh, it's 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 really. You know, it's driving us all nuts. I know we we, we gotta hold on just a little can, bit longer can they,
2: can they just rip off the band-aid already, Gail? Like Christ, right? like we had the the big wigs, the the Adam Schefters of the world, uh tell us that this was imminent right after the Super Bowl. They like all that conversation was going on uh leading up to Super Bowl Sunday, and then we were hearing that oh, this is gonna be going down either Monday or Tuesday. Here we are in the following week, and we're still just waiting for this news to drop. Um yeah, dude, I th- I think that just goes to show the amount of speculation that's actually out there. I mean, the timeline, Twitter, uh, th- there's so many sources that are out there. Um, but I mean, even some of the guys that we go to and trust the most, uh, they don't have all the answers all the time either, man. It's just the reality of the situation.
1: Yeah, man, it, it, I'll, I'll say it again. It It is what it is. I mean, that's a, you have to like really figure out who's saying what and to decipher and make sense of it all. Uh, but what we hope uh, and who we hope makes sense of it all is Howie Roseman on Draft day. Howie do not mess it up. And for me and Evan, we will see you guys in the next one. and as always, fly Eagles fly.